Hey, welcome. Today we are talking about, I think I titled this, Sometimes I Exhaust Myself. And I don't talk exclusively about the exhaustion, but I think overall the exhaustion of rediscovery and the continuance and want to push for more. And I know that I am probably at about 50% of rediscovery of really diving in deep and allowing myself to fully go there. And I think that's the bigger problem is that gift of allowance into that place of fully becoming that person. That seems so scary and threatening and uh, I know I shy away from it too. And so I think the exhaustion point really the title really is just about continuing, even though you're tired. And I know that this work is exhausting. I know that you discovering yourself is so beyond tiring because you have a million other things to do. I get it. But this is going to be the life-giving work that allows you to do all the things. Keep on going. Do not stop on yourself. Do not give up. Keep finding her. Keep finding yourself in this world. It will pay off. Let's dive in. Have you ever wondered how to live the life that you want? Have you ever sat and really allowed yourself to dream about it and start writing down action steps to go after those things? If you haven't, welcome, because most of us haven't. And I honestly woke up at the age of 30 and realized that I had one dream left for my life and that that wasn't going to be enough and that I couldn't just keep kind of riding the tide of what my life was going to look like. I couldn't just keep signing up for what everyone else had envisioned for my life except for me. And so that year I put my foot down and I said, I want to be about things that I want to be about. I want to say in my life. And if that's something that you need, then this is it. We're coming at you every day, calling for you to live bigger, to cut and overcome your limiting beliefs and to align your life, to have a say, to be that person. If that's what you need, come here every day. We have you. Join our community, start rising up, and start taking your life back. You are worth it. You are beyond worth everything that you deserve. Everything that you can dream you want for your life, you are worth. And that's what we're about here. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast. You're here and it is amazing. Always constantly amazing me every day that we show up here together. 
So let's go ahead and crown ourselves in our greatness. I read the most delicious book you have no idea. And I had wanted to read this book for a while. Um, I had been looking for the physical version of it in places because that is my preference. I like, I love the feeling of physically connecting with an author's work. So touching the pages and just, I don't know, it feels closer to me. Um, but I didn't have that opportunity because I couldn't find it where I wanted to buy it. Now, yes, it was on Amazon, but I like to find books in their physical place. I don't know why I am all kinds of strange and I buy books other ways as well, but whatever. Anyways, I didn't have that opportunity, but I did end up purchasing it as an audiobook, which is another delicious way to take in content, especially if you're short on time, um, but you want the opportunity to take in books and you're like, I love reading, but I don't have time. You have time for an audiobook, I promise. Wash the dishes, do the laundry, just plug it in, put in one headphone, right? And, you know, take it in. Um, it's a different way, but like we went to the park for a couple hours and I just took in the content while my kids played and I got to watch them and I got to just absorb this book. So the book is, um, There I Am by Ruthie Lindsay. And I did a post on, um, Instagram about it, uh, just featuring what it looks like. And first and foremost, one of the great things is, has been just allowing myself to take time to read, um, because that was always something that I loved. I loved finding myself in stories growing up. I love participating in art and works of creation. And I've just always loved it. I remember reading as a kid and loving the idea of someone putting their life, their stories, their things into this place, like this keeper of beautiful works, just piled up in pages, meticulously placed together with words. And it just always fascinated me. And so giving myself that gift to, to get back into reading. And it has been a long time coming for years and years and years and years. I bought books I had thoughts, I did things, and I wanted to be that person. I wanted to be that person that I remembered. I wanted to be the person who reads books, who knows the things, and I just, I couldn't because that person didn't actually exist anymore. And 
so it just never happened. And it was a constant, right? Like, no, you are, you're supposed to read, you love reading, you want to do this. And it was just a constant fight of me telling myself, no, and you don't have time and you're not, no, right? And now I read every day and I have for the past year and a half plus, well, for almost two years. Oh my gosh, it's August. Welcome. <laughs> Almost two years since we started this specific quest, right? The figuring out of who and what I wanted to be. Crazy. And that, that day, the day that I was like, no more. I have to do something. I have to build something I want this life, I filled up my backpack with books who are going to shed life on the inner workings of my soul and help me rediscover the person that I was supposed to be. And I didn't read any of those books. And I know that's because of what I just told you about this constant reworking and fighting of my soul. It's hard to find yourself when you're running away from that person at the same time. Yeah. And I don't know, but I, I start this book this weekend and instantly I'm one chapter in and my soul shall never be the same. Right. And I realized this and I, I, I don't know what to expect because I had just vibed and appreciated this author and her social presence. And I felt like an instant kinship when I saw her and I can't quite explain that side of it, but I just knew that this I didn't even know what the book was about. I just knew that it was going to be a story that I needed. So I download the audiobook and I listen and I take that first chapter in and I'm just blown away. And I instantly realized that the entirety of my weekend and my plans are about to be changed. And so I'm listening and I'm taking this in and I can't stop. I can't stop myself from taking it in. In fact, I end up staying up late over the weekend and I take it in as I'm driving places and I just can't turn it off. I can't stop taking it in. And, and like, I can't really explain it, but when I when I am listening or reading and taking in this work or any work that vibes on this deep of level in my soul, it's, it's almost just compulsive. I can't stop myself. And it's similar to the colors that I see. I mean, I just, it all paints out in front of me, which I think is why I can't stop taking it in. 
I, I can see it. I can see it so clearly. And so I'm driving, <laughs> I'm driving to my nephew's baseball tournament, I think. And there's this piece of the book and all of a sudden, which I now have figured out that driving and listening to, to books is not a good thing for me to do. Um, because of this painting. So I'll explain that. And I'm listening to this really cryptic point of the book. And I just start seeing it. I start seeing it being just like painted beautifully on my windshield. And all of a sudden I'm rewoken by the honking of a huge RV that can't even help but almost drive me off the road. And I'm just called back instantly. And I I stopped the book because I'm just like, this is not safe, right? But I, I can't help but react this way because this writer has this amazing gift of, of writing words three times. And my explanation of that is that first you read the word and it's just the word. Then the word paints the picture. And then the word etches itself into your soul. And that is beautiful. Such a beautiful way to write. And I can't, it's in the way that she describes things, right? To where you can't even help but see the picture painted right in front of you because of the way that she writes words, because of the way that she explains things, can't help but happen the three ways, right? You can't help but experience it that way. And I'm just fully eaten up by this work and by this story. And I think it's just so beautifully written and it's such a true test of a person's character and their ability to get back up and, and keep fighting and keep finding a way to find themselves. And, you know, so much of that is what we do here. And I think about it and she talks about this significant loss and this significant, these significant periods in her life. And I can't help but feel silly in the stories that I tell, because by no means are my stories the depth that hers are. And yet there's still a story there, right? I can't be that person. I could only hope to write the way that she does in the way that she writes. But I think more than anything, everyone's story is out there for you to find a way to connect. And what I can tell you is that you need to read this book. There I am by Ruthie Lindsay, period. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. The book will shake you in the best way possible. It will. It's just guaranteed. And I think the wonderful thing is some of the things that she talks about, 
I can find myself perfectly placed into the same adolescent happenings um, because we share a similar age group. But, you know, I, I always longed to be the kind of person who took in pieces of art this way. And here I am doing that. And it's the harder part for me, I think, really is not allowing. I'm still fighting that allowance where I let myself just escape to that depth. It still scares me, right? And it truly scared me (laughs) when I almost got drove off the road but there is this fear to keep letting go to keep releasing into that space because I can feel the beauty of that place but I also fear it because I know that that makes me insanely different and that is a scary thing But we have to just release and let it happen, right? That's what this whole journey is about. Rediscovering who the heck I am supposed to be here. And I know that I'm getting closer and I can feel it. I feel it. And so that's my great thing. Diving into this beautiful piece of work. Sort of half. I would say I experienced this piece of work at I hesitantly dove in at about 75% and I I kept tapping out from the full experience um because it's still scary it's still scary to just let yourself fully go into your being when you know that you're getting close um especially because I know Every step of this journey, the second that I let myself go there, the second that I let myself feel and experience and see the beauty of what my life could be, I can't, I can't let it go. I can't unsee it. I can't unfeel it. And that is probably why I'm not letting myself go there. Uh, uh, So amazing. Um, So that's my great thing. Go ahead and take time today to recognize yourself for your own great thing because you are beautiful in the gift that this world was meant to receive. You are. No matter how you're showing up today, It's so beautifully written into what your story is going to be, right? So uh, there's a certain impossibility of everything, right? And there definitely is 
impossibility when you think about the impossible task of doing something that you love and finding a way to live a life doing that. And why is there impossibility there? Oh, you know, because you have to, I'm sure that this was your instant response. Oh yeah, I would love to just do the things I love doing, but I have to eat. Right? And I started this obsession of living life on your terms. The whole, the all-encompassing journey really started kind of, well, started six almost seven years ago when I kind of dipped my toe in the water and I officially slash unofficially said, I don't want to be driven blindly by money. I don't ever want money to be the controller of my decisions. And so that was an unofficial mark in my life where I just said, nope, I'm not just signing up for status quo, for working, for whatever. I'm not going to do it. I can't just do things that don't light my soul on fire for the pure enjoyment of nothingness. I can't. And so that happened. Then I kind of we, because it wasn't just me, we slowly worked ourselves into that lifestyle over that six-year period of time. Now, in that six years, we start regaining our strength for who, who we're going to become as adults and as human humans, peoples. <laughs> and we escape and refine ourselves and try to go down this path of discovery and refinement and figure out what we're supposed to do. And a whole almost two years ago, I sat down in front of a computer with a stack of books deciding that, fine, we did this, now we can do this. So let's figure out what this is going to be. What do you actually want to do? What are you going to do with your life? And I couldn't help but keep asking the question. You know, I remember almost before I even have memories, but I remember sitting tall and knobby and almost invisible on my front porch. It was just two concrete steps, very insignificant in the whole string of life. But I remember sitting there and I loved sitting on the front steps because we lived on one of the busier streets in town. Yeah exciting stuff. And I could watch the people drive by and I would just sit and wonder. And I would sit just hauled up on these knobby knees and just wonder, what are these people rushing around doing? What work do they do? And my world was so teeny tiny at that point. It was all encompassing 
the 400 people that lived in my town, and that seemed gigantic to me. And I would sit and wonder and ponder and just look at the people bustling by and wonder what they did and what made them happy and how I was going to do something in this world and how excited I was to just take it all in. And sitting there, I guess I never, I never knew what the point was, what the point of life would be, what the point of work would be, what the point of anything was. How does this all happen? How do you have towns and houses? And and my mind would just be filled with thoughts that I wasn't sure other people had. And yet they would just come in and stream effortlessly. And I would ride around. And it's funny now I can see my seven-year-old having similar thoughts to mine, which scares and inspires me and continues pushing me to do this work today because I don't want her to have to cover herself up the way that I did. Right? I want her to see possibility and beauty in these thoughts and her ideas and not hide them away. And so I remember like riding around town and and playing my life out and, and telling my own story and being on stage almost. Like I remember wanting to tell the story and like perfectly if if I had Instagram in 1990 whatever you better know that my banana seat bike and my perfectly fabric crammed yellow Hanes jumpsuit would have been the star of the show and I would have written every second of it. Because to me, that was a constant story that I was telling. I was always imagining and, and writing things and playing things out. And my mind was so expansive and I didn't need a, a ball or, uh, anything. Like I would just go outside and explore and walk trails and, and find ways to come up with bigger stories. And sometimes we'd stumble upon a abandoned shed. And in my mind, when we went into that shed, what would happen? And I'd, I'd play the story out a million times and we'd just play around the shed and I'd, I'd have these images of who knows what from day to day <laughs> of like a millionaire owning the shed and coming in and, and finding us and wanting us to create this, this shed business with him, or it'd be like, there's some sort of lost treasure or story. And the next day I'd come back and there'd be this possibility that there's 
someone hidden in this shed and locked away. And I don't know. I mean, I remember having these thoughts and these ideas so early on. And as I sat on my, the steps of my house, I would imagine what people's lives were like and what was beautiful about them. And everyone, I just wanted to know and I wanted to play it out. And and I almost loved not knowing anyone even more. And that's amazing for a whole town of 400 to not know that many people. But I think the beauty of not knowing someone is getting to imagine what their story is for yourself. And I think that's why stories need to be written. That's why it's so important. One, it's the best way to heal yourself from trauma. I think. I don't know if there's a better way. Um, If there is, I haven't found it. And I've been on a little journey here. And, you know, I don't know. But from a young, young, young age, I was always questioning things. And... I was always wondering why and how and what. And soon I would realize that that's not a normal way to think. And it's also not a smart way to think (laughs) in a small town where people know more about you than you know about yourself. And pretty soon I would learn to cover that person up and to not show up as her no matter what I did. And this last two years has been the uncovering of that. And I'm still fearing what happens when I do, right? And I talked about that at the beginning of this. What happens when I do allow myself to escape to that point? Or what happens when I do fully let her come back and I I sprinkle her in and I'm still scared of what she looks like and how she shows up (laughs) here. And, And more than anything, if people will like and accept that, and if they don't, that means I may lose them. And right now, do I have the capacity to lose someone. I don't know. Right. And yet there have been people that have been lost along the way. And that's such an important part of the journey. Cause if you lost someone, they'll either come back and come back around or you've lost them for the right reasons. And I don't know where, exactly you're at but I do know that you owe it to your small childlike self to keep going till you find her again keep going till you feel that girl come back 
right? And you can't be her, but you can make her proud and you can find her in more underlying parts of your story than you think. And I think so often we're just built to not question that, to just let that person go because child you has no place in this world. And yet that's who's going to save you. Keep going till you refind her. I'm probably at about 50% capacity and ability to fully draw myself back into those places and to be able to write from that point of view. And I can feel myself pulling in that power and that ability to find myself back there, to draw myself back. And we're getting closer. And as soon as I can pull myself fully there, then I'll be able to write that story um, fully, right? To hopefully write words in three ways. <laughs> Like Ruthie Lindsay, who wrote the book that I spoke about in the beginning of this podcast. But I think you shouldn't ever stop questioning it. And if you have, find new ways to do it. Keep questioning it. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening today and every day. Seriously, this is my life work. This is what I've always dreamed to do. And you showing up and listening makes my dream come true and pushes me even harder to help other people realize that they're capable of living their dreams too. So thank you. If you want to and feel so compelled to, sharing always helps to spread the message. So go ahead and get social. You can find the death of a dream everywhere. TikTok, uh, YouTube, I actually do a live recording of this podcast. If you want to see my uh, mannerisms, you can go over and head and check that out. I also do a daily vlog there of kind of my mental state in making myself a motivator. So you can go over there and check that out. All those things can be found at the death of a dream. Kind of the um, Visual makeup of what I speak to can be found on Pinterest, again, at the death of a dream. I know, it's crazy. Uh, and on TikTok, actually. So go ahead and search me out on all your socials, and I hope to see you there. If this helped you in any way, share it on your socials, tag me at the death of a dream. Um, I would love to see what this is meaning to you. And, and... Go ahead and like and review this podcast. That's how you keep podcasts alive and give back to your favorite podcaster. So thank you so much for being here. I love and value this community so much. 